Welcome to the three-part teaching series, The Power of Prayer, featuring Christina Baker. In this series, you'll learn about prophetic intercession, waiting on the Lord, and understanding your authority in prayer. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday, June 21st. Uh, This is part two of three of our teaching series, The Power of Prayer, featuring Christina Baker. If you guys haven't checked out part one, stick around, but then go back and watch part one. Part one was awesome, you guys. I had such a good time. I've just been very excited about this series. Um, And um, I think it's also, I just feel like an excitement specifically about this series and what God is going to impart in people. Um, I, I don't always feel that with every teaching series, but this one specifically I do. Very excited. So Uh, Part one, we talked all about intimacy. Intimacy is, I mean, that's the foundation. That is is the bedrock in which we build everything else that we're going to talk about in two and three. So uh, Christina did an amazing job last time, really, really driving that home. You guys know I always talk about intimacy, spending time in the secret place and how vital that is, whether that's wanting to increase your prayer life, whether that's wanting to hear the voice of God more whether that's seeking guidance on making an important decision, whether that's um, feeling a, a, a drought in your creativity, whether that's on and on and on and on, it is the secret place. Spending time with him is so important. That's why in Psalm 91, it says, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty, right? So anytime that I'm feeling weary, anytime that I'm feeling like, you know, um, I'm, I'm lacking something, especially if I'm laying down for a nap or I'm taking, if I'm going to bed at night, I'll imagine myself, you know, it says that we can approach the throne boldly. I imagine my bed in the throne room, which I can only imagine is like the coziest place in the world. Cause it's not of this world, which is awesome. Um, so yeah, super excited about today's episode. It's going to be great. I want to jump in because this is going to be amazing. The notes look fantastic. Um, and I just want to spend as much time with Christine as possible because I think she's the bee's knees. So uh, for those who don't know who she is, she's a social media influencer. She's also the author of Hope in 60 Seconds, which you can purchase in the description. Let's give it up for my guest today, Christina Baker. Christina! Jeff! Hey! Hey, everybody! Welcome back. Great to be here. Yeah. So part one was awesome. Part two is going to be awesome. And I'm just going to say it. Part three is going to be awesome as well. <laughs> um, so yeah, we talked about intimacy, really seeking the Lord, seeking his face. Um, what are we going to be talking about today, Christina? Yeah. Well, we couldn't talk about anything until we really talked about our connection with the Father. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we really got to get into the nitty gritty of that last week because, and you know, we talked about this, Jeff, but we can talk about all the things that happen in prayer, what the Lord does through intercession and all of the, there's a lot of jargon for that. But, but if we don't have that, if we don't have that connection with him, nothing else flows. You heard Mm -hmm. you say that earlier, everything flows from that place. Um, My, my heart today is that all of us listening would capture the heart of the father for the world around us and what he wants to do through our prayers. Um, but I want to pray first mm-hmm. for everybody before we get into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Father, we thank you for your word. 
We thank you for your power that is um, here with us, in us. You are moving, Holy Spirit, through your people on the earth. Lord, we thank you that you have given us this privilege to come before you, to come before the throne of grace. And so today, Lord, we, we ask you to teach us. Teach us to pray. Teach us to intercede. Teach us, Lord, the deep things in your heart that you want to see in the world around us. Lord, you said that um, you gave your life. You gave your life. You laid your life down that whosoever would believe in you would not perish but have everlasting life. And Lord, as believers, as followers of you, you've given us this privilege to be able to reconcile, Lord, those who are lost back to your heart. Mm -hmm. So Lord, we just pray today. We step to the side, Lord. And we just say, you speak. You speak what's on your heart, Father. And Lord, I just pray for every person that's listening right now. I pray that you would, Lord, like the disciples on the road to Emmaus, Lord, they sense their hearts burning within them because they were in the presence of the Lord. I ask for a burning in every heart here this afternoon. I ask for a burning, Lord, for the lost, a burning for the things that burden your heart, Lord, a burden for the things that you want to see come to pass in the earth in this hour. And so, Lord, we just ask today that you would just connect us, mm -hmm. connect us with your heart. Lord, drop that plumb line in each and every one of us right now, that we would hear you, Lord, that we would see you as you are. And we thank you for it today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 You know, Jeff, I believe I shared this last week. I, when I became a believer, I began devouring books on prayer. I wanted to learn how to pray. I, I had not even yet understood. I mean, I had read the, the, the scripture where the disciples were like, teach us to pray. And there was this cry in my heart. There was a burden in my heart that I was like, Lord, teach me to pray. Teach me to pray. Teach me, teach me what this looks like from your heart. And the very first book on prayer I picked up was The Power Prayer uh, or Praying with Power by Peter Wagner. And then I read another book called uh, Fighting for Your Prophetic Promises by Barbara Wintrible. And I just, I didn't even know who these people were, but I just... But one book after the other, the Lord just started ministering to my heart. And it was like each book that I read, there was a deposit. There was an anointing and there was understanding that came. That's what happens with books. You know, we people write books and it's a piece of their heart with the Lord that we can receive an impartation from. Mm. And so one of the things that I noticed was. There are no, there is not an office for an intercessor anywhere in scripture. <laughs> we have apostles, we have evangelists, we have prophets and teachers and pastors, but we don't have an office of an intercessor. And, you know, one of the things that I love the most about what you say, Jeff, is like demystifying certain things. And I mm -hmm. believe that God wants to remove that even in this hour in the earth. That, hey, th this isn't about the intercessors are exclusively reserved for, you know, the old ladies or, you know, the old men, the, the ones blowing the shofar that pray day and night. But in fact, the Lord is, has given this to all of us. Yeah. In First Thessalonians uh, 5 and 16, it says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing. And so the Lord has called all of us to be people of prayer, people that connect with the heart of God, 
on an ongoing basis. Now, what that looks like for all of us is different. We talked about that last week, but there is this, there is this call from the Lord from him where he he's calling his people to come to connect with his heart, mm. hear from his heart. I loved in John, you know, Jesus talking about, I only say what I hear the father saying, and I only do what I see the father doing. What does this mean? I, I really want to unpack that today before we get into the rest of this, because I think that question, I think that was a, a real question for me when I embarked on this journey of God, teach me to pray, teach me to commune with you, teach my heart. That's, that's, that's a rebellious heart really. And, and teach me what it, what it means to really become one with you. And, and so the Lord began to show me this in practical ways. I shared with you, with you all the, the testimony of being at the McDonald's and seeing the shofar and a friend of ours saying, Christina, the Lord is going to show you things when you pray. He's going to show you things. And you might think that's my mind. Mm -hmm. I really like to give people practical tools because mm -hmm. I've given practical tools that just, just it changed the course of my life when people are like, actually, this is what it looks like. And you can hear people say, well, this is, you know, I prayed for 12 hours and we saw the breakthrough. And I'm like, yeah, but how'd you, like, how did that happen? I want to know, like, how, how did you do that? How, how, how did you get 12 hours is nuts. I, I, I mean, that's praying for 12 hours, man. Like, like that's not even, I mean, we're just using that as a figure of speech, but we've heard that before. And it's mm -hmm. like, you just kind of think like, I don't really have time to sit for 12 hours. I mean, you might, you may not, but I've, I mean, I've spent hours in prayer. Sometimes the Lord has had me praying through the night for different situations. He's woken me up in the middle of the night. I'll get, I'll get into that in a second, but mm -hmm. what does that really look like? And so I want to go just kind of practical for every person. that's just kind of picturing that right now, when you're in prayer and you're praying about a thing in your life or you're praying you're just spending time with the Lord. It's not even about praying about something. A lot of the times what will happen is the Lord will give you a picture of what in your spirit, which we can, we can misconstrue sometimes and think that it's a, think it's a picture in our mind, but actually, in fact, it's God showing us something. Hmm. There's a book written years ago uh, called treasure hunting, treasure hunts, where this group of people in California would get together and they would all begin to pray for the Lord to show them a person that they could minister to that day. Hmm. And each person was like, well, you know, I would say, one person would say, I'm seeing like a grocery store. Okay. And they were doing all this by faith. This is all faith. I'm seeing, you know, this Lord is showing me this right now. And then they would go out and literally find this person to pray for this person. It's like, and ask the person, Hey, is, does your right knee hurt? It's like hmm. a lady with a red hat. Uh, yeah, it actually does. Can we pray for you right now? The lady gives her life to, gets healed, gives her life to the Lord. And, you know, they've just witnessed this enormous, to me, that's an enormous miracle that God would come and meet us in our time of prayer mm -hmm. to show us things about the outside world. We yeah. talked about this last week, Jeff, you know, we've got lists and, and we can bring them before the Lord. But what I've seen is that the Lord what he desires from us is, is to come before him and lists are fine. I'm not saying like, God, I've got, we got bills to pay. We got kids that need to come to the Lord and all of that. But when we come before the Lord and simply ask the question, 
Father, what is on your heart? What's on your heart for my life? What's on mm-hmm. your heart for my children? But even going in the outside scope, there's God, the Father has a heart for the world around us that is lost, that is dying, that is broken and in need of a, of, of a touch from him. So here we come. And this is where I, I just believe that, you know, the intercessor is not just for the ones that like to pray all day in the closet and have that this certain picture that we are all called to be intercessors. Hmm. So when we've encountered yeah. the Lord, go ahead, Jeff. Well, I was going to say, why do you think, why do you think people like this isn't as you're talking about how it's not, it, there's no office of intercessor and that's, I mean, it is by design from God because we are all called to pray. Yeah. But why, why do you think it is, why do you think people don't pursue it as much as they, they should or could, you know, cause we say, Oh, I don't have time. And I think, cause I'll just give you my two cents, but then I want to hear yeah. yours. It's yeah. like, I do feel like there is some idealism involved. I know for myself, yes, there definitely absolutely. wasn't like, well, I can't pray for four hours straight, like so-and-so over there. So I must not be called to be an intercessor. Um, or, you know, maybe someone it's, it's one of the, in our minds, it's one of the least glamorous, but in many ways it's very effective mm-hmm. because I'm like, prayers are powerful and you're, you're, you are literally getting like you're getting downloads from heaven and then prophesying them out. Um, you know, and, uh, but a lot of times it can be done with no eyes on you, right. Other than heavens, but no eyes, no physical people around you, you know, it, there's no, there's no promotion by other people involved in it. And I'm not trying to blanket statement, say everybody's out for personal gain and that's why they don't do it. I'm just saying it's a myriad. I think it's a myriad of issues, but I want to hear your thoughts on what, why don't we pursue this when it's something that is, is super powerful and super effective. Yeah. I think one of the things that I've seen in my own life, and it was a hurdle that I had to move past with the Lord. And he was, the Lord is so gracious that he comes and he meets us in our present moment. And he shows us, or he'll give us like, he gives us encouragement that nobody else can, can decipher, or understand, but ourselves. That's the beauty of our relationship with him. And I believe that at the end of the day, it's because number there's several reasons, but I think one of the number one things is that we don't believe that God actually hears us. Hmm. We yeah, don't believe that God is actually tuning in to hear the prayers of his people, to hear the cries of a person that may not know that he's one of his people, uh, but yeah. that actually the Lord hears the cries of people. He hears uh, the pain uh, of where people, of the things that people are going through. I was there. Mm-hmm. You were there, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Many of us were there at one point at, at different points of our lives where he heard, you know, the scriptures say, um, I cried out to the Lord and he heard my cry. Mm-hmm. And so I shared this with you last week. When the alarms at the McDonald's were going off. I was, there were some things that happened after that, but I was so stunned that God heard me in that moment. He climbed his ear and was like, 
I hear what you're saying. And not only that, I'm going to move heaven and earth on this young lady's behalf. One of the most powerful, one of the most beautiful things that I've experienced in, in this journey with the Lord of him actually hearing for the rest of my life. Mark was like, oh God, you hear me. And the scriptures say that when we put according to his will, that he hears us. Now we either believe that or we don't, Jeff. It's one or the other. We either believe that he, that he hears us or, or we don't. I found myself on both sides. I'm like, do I really believe what I'm asking the Lord? Do I really believe that God's going to do this when I pray? An example, and I won't I won't go into details for the uh, for the sake of the family. I would like to get their permission for the full details of it, but I'll give you kind of the um, a situation two weeks ago. Basically, it gets to the point where uh, there's an infection attacking his body, and he's put on a vent. We go in with a few people. I walk into this place, and the Lord shows all of us. The destiny of this young man. It was just like a unanimous, we're praying, we're contending for his life. And it was like, God, we see not just the destiny, but he has such an enormous destiny for the kingdom of God. And we began to cry out for his life. And there was, there was maybe, I want to say, Jeff, maybe 30 minutes, 40 minutes had passed where there was the shift in the room. And all of a sudden this peace came and we all saw the same thing. We all saw he's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, he's on a vent. And so we leave, we leave the hospital and the next day we come in and the doctors were astounded because they, I mean, he was, he was in between this realm and the next. It was, it was over. This was only a couple wow. weeks ago. And to see, to see the transformation and the miracle happen within 24 hours, okay, just to see vent, they're now removing him off of the vent to just yesterday, he, you know, we went by and he's being released from the hospital. Wow. So it is very, a very interesting thing. Intercessors, as intercessors, as, as children of, of God, we're called to be intercessors to bring the will of the father into the earth. It's not about twisting God's arm. It's about being his mouthpiece here to release his desire, his plans, his destiny, and be the mouthpiece that he's called all of us to be, to prophesy into situations where the enemy, if he had his way, he would wipe each and every one of us out. But through intercession, it's like there's a connection between us and God, where we're like, God, we know what you've said over this person. You've already shown it to us. Mm-hmm. Now, right now, Father, we ask you in the name of Jesus, through the power of Calvary, because everything rests on Calvary, okay? And we ask you to release his destiny. It's the will of the Father. And that didn't take but 24 hours to see the turnaround. And so I know there may be a lot of questions of like, well, I prayed and I knew it was the will of the Father to heal, to come through, and he didn't. And what I want to say to that, because it's almost like I can hear that in the spirit. What I want to say to that is that we can't form a theology out of experience. Hmm. You know, we talk about the victories. We talk about victories in prayer. And I could, you know, we could sit here and write books, Jeff, on prayer. I know you and Lauren could too. We can write books on testimonies of prayer. But I could also write books about how many times we didn't see (sighs) 
<laughs> what we thought we should see. Oh, man. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. I love that. Thing with that. Yeah. Here's the thing is that God is building yeah. our faith in the in the what we don't see as a victory. Yeah. The Lord builds our faith in those moments because there has to be a resilience on the inside of us. It says, God, if I don't see you do this, kind of like the, the Hebrew boys in the fire, they're like, they knew the Lord could deliver them from the fire. However, if you don't do this, we won't bow down to yeah. this God. We won't bow down to the God of fear. We won't bow down to the God of unbelief. We won't bow, bow down to anything and anyone except you, King Jesus. And so when God puts, I want to pray for that today, because I remember that moment for me, Jeff, where I, I, we, my faith was so rocked about 10 years ago, where we contended and believed for the life of, of one of my best friend, my, one of my best friend's child. And, and the Lord, the Lord is so gracious. There were so many things that happened in that time, but he went to be to heaven. He went to Mm -hmm. heaven. And this took me on a journey of really going into the heart of the Lord of like, God, why? I think we all have those moments in life where we're like, well, God, we know you wanted to, but why didn't you? Hmm. And then the Lord this realm and in the world to come that we're not going to understand, but we have to be resilient in that God is good. God is good. And this is one of the only things that I knew at that time is like, is good. And his, his will is perfect. God mm-hmm. is good. His will is perfect. So we don't see those things come to pass in prayer. It is to be ammunition for us for the next assignment, for the next, for the next breakthrough, for the next mm-hmm. miracle that God is going to bring to us if we don't give up. Mm-hmm. So I love sharing victories and I love sharing the miracles. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But the reality of it is, is that on your way to the miracle, you might pray for a thousand people. For deaf for deaf ears to be opened before you see one opened. But if you didn't, if you sometimes it's like if you didn't pray for a thousand, what if you didn't see that one miracle at a thousand one? Mm-hmm. And the enemy comes in to slam discouragement. And the other thing, you know, is is unworthiness. You know, in regards to your question of like, why is it? I believe that at at the root of some of that apprehension to engage God in prayer and intercede for other people is unworthiness. Oh, absolutely. Because the enemy comes in and reminds you of what you've done or also reminds you, Oh, do you remember that time when you prayed for your friend's son? Remember that? And then immediately, if we're not on guard, if we're not alert, we'll go down that road of unbelief and it'll keep us from praying. Yeah. Keep us from interceding in that person. Yeah. So it's a posture of our heart, Jeff, that we can, that God, but what if God does move? What if God does form this miracle for my family member? I want to live. I want to die. I made a decision 10 years ago that I wanted to die stretched out, believing that God would, if he didn't. Hmm. Because... When, when the revelation is embedded deep on the inside of us, it gives us faith for the journey. And it gives us faith for that next time that, you know what? We don't know what the Lord is going to do, but in faith, I'm going to believe that he is going to come through 
And there's there's power in reminding the Lord of his word in Second Kings. I'll, I'll just kind of I have a lot of scriptures here, but I'm just going to just kind of shotgun some 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 scriptures here in Second Kings chapter 20. This is one of my favorite scriptures, and it's something that I uh, actually I remind the Lord of this a lot. I'm like, Lord, you did it for Hezekiah. Hmm. So so Hezekiah, King Hezekiah is very ill. And, and he's going to pass. And Isaiah comes and prays Hezekiah. All right. So King Hezekiah was going to die before his time. And let me just read this scripture to you. It says, in those days, Hezekiah became ill and was at the point of death. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, went to him and said, this is what the Lord says. Put your house in order because you're going to die. You will not recover. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Remember, Lord, how I have walked before you faithfully and wholeheartedly devoted in devotion and have done what is good in your eyes. And Hezekiah wept, wept bitterly. Before Isaiah had left the middle court, the word of the Lord came to him. Go back and tell Hezekiah, the ruler of my people. This is what the Lord, the God of your father, David, says. I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I'm going to say that again. Some of you guys need to hear that's a prophetic word over your life right now. I'm just going to say this. And, and as you hear this, just let it get into your spirit. All right. I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will heal you. Man. Hmm. On the third day from now, you will go up to the temple of the Lord. I will add, I will add 15 years to your life. And I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria. I will defend this city for my sake and for the sake of my servant, David. Then Isaiah said, prepare a poultice of figs. They did so and applied it to the boil and he recovered. Hmm. Hezekiah had asked Isaiah, what will be the sign that the Lord will heal me and that I will go up to the temple of the Lord on the third day from now? Isaiah answered, this is the Lord's sign to you that the Lord will do what he has promised. I'm going to say that again. This is the Lord's sign to you that the Lord will do what he has promised. Shall the shadow go forth 10 steps or shall it go back 10 steps? It is a simple matter for the shadow to go forward 10 steps, said Hezekiah. Rather have it go back 10 steps. Then the prophet Isaiah called on the Lord and the Lord made the shadow go back the 10 steps that had gone down on the stairway of Ahaz. So here is the prophet Isaiah and he comes and takes the hand. I just say this prophetically speaking, he takes the hand of King Hezekiah and he takes the hand of God. He intercedes for King Hezekiah who was to die. And the Lord extends his life by 15 years. Hmm. The power of our prayers for other people. That's what prophetic intercession is. It's standing in the gap. It's standing in the gap. The, the greatest, the greatest picture of prophetic intercession was King Jesus hanging on the cross. Greatest prayer meeting of all time. King Jesus with his arms stretched wide, making intercession for us to reconcile humanity back to the father. We now have this privilege to reconcile people that's the heart of the Father. Sometimes like salvation, sometimes in in Isaiah, in, in the story of Isaiah and Hezekiah, Isaiah made intercession for Hezekiah and the Lord heard his prayer. 
I believe that in this hour, the Lord is raising up an army of intercessors that continuously in their hearts seek the heart of the Lord for their own lives and for humanity around us. And I believe that, you know, it's just, it's removing that, it's removing that, you said earlier, Jeff, oh, it's for other people. Yeah, this is really good. The thing, the, another scripture that's coming to mind is Romans chapter eight, verse 34. Um, and this is something that I go back to because in YWAM, one of the founding principles that we had was intercession. So every Thursday, if you were in a school, if you're like, so I would be leading schools or staffing schools that would be going on every Thursday, that school would get together and do intercession. And, um, uh, one of the things that I always reflected on was in Romans chapter eight, how it says that Christ is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. So when I partner in intercession, when I get into intercession, I'm partnering with Jesus himself because he's already making intercession over this person or that person, especially for interceding over loved ones. We would pick a topic and we'd be interceding over this person or that person or uh, this group of people or this people group in this country. And Jesus himself is making intercession over those people. So all we're, we're partnering with Jesus himself. So it's not like you're not alone chilling out and just being like, do to do God, are you there? I'm like, yeah, he's very much there. And, and, and maybe even getting our, the eyes off ourselves and going, I'm partnering with what Jesus is doing currently. So it's a high honor. It's a high honor to, to, to get into intercession. And that's something that, it's easy to lose sight of if we're, you know, looking at all the other things when unworthiness creeps in or uh, God doesn't hear my prayers or anything like that, you know, um, when we can get past those things. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a high honor. It really is. And I think that, I think that when we have a revelation of when we pray according to his will, he hears us. Mm -hmm. Praying according to his will, will is knowing his will and his word, which sometimes people are like, well, I don't know what the will of the Lord is. And we've talked about this before, Jeff. It's, it's knowing his word. When you know his word and you know his heart, you'll know how to pray. One thing that we know, it's not the will of the Lord for there to be evil running rampant. That is not his will. And in fact, and we'll, we'll talk about this next week, but our authority in Christ, knowing our authority in him um, is, is so important. He even said that what we bind on earth is bound in heaven and what we loose on earth is loose in heaven. There are things that we can, that we can bind according to the will of God and loose on the earth according to the will of God. So there are. That is, that is my heart, that people would not only know that God is hearing their prayers, but that God wants to answer their prayers according to his will for them and for, for humanity around mm. us. That when we go before the Lord and we say, Lord, there is this person, they've walked away from you. I'm asking that you would save their soul. God, I'm asking that you would break that addiction. I'm asking that you would deliver their heart, that they would know you, that when we, when we ask the Lord, these things, we know that we're praying according to his will. He mm -hmm. hears us. Mm -hmm. He's going to move on our behalf. Mm 
-hmm. He wants to break the power of addiction. He wants to break the chains that hold them back and hinder them from the love of the father. And I believe that, that I believe that when we pray with this revelation, God, you hear me. And some of you are going to have to start kind of coming before the Lord this way. Maybe you don't fully believe it yet, but it is his word. And just declare that, Lord, I know that as I come before you today and I pray according to your will, I know that you hear me hmm. and I know you will answer. And you and I talked about this last week. I don't think we fully got into it, but just the, the parable of the widow and the unjust judge. Oh, one of yeah. My favorite scriptures. Now, yeah, I know you've got same. a lot to say about this because you've been you've been meditating on this. Yeah, we're going through stuff and it, God's been highlighting that passage to me quite a bit. So I call it the sledgehammer of the spirit. The Lord showed me yeah. uh, a sledgehammer years ago, Jeff. And let, let's just read the scripture real quick. OK, yeah. so it says, then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Somebody all just need to write that down right now. Not give up. Yeah. He said in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge said, says, and will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep them, keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the son of man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Mm. So that, that, that last, however, when the son of man comes, Will he find faith of the earth wraps up the whole? This is what this is what God is saying to us now. It's your faith that keeps you in the pursuit. Mm -hmm. It's your faith, that continual faith of God, I'm not seeing it yet, but I know that you're going to come through. God, thank you for the grace. There's been times where I'm like, God, I need grace to continue praying for this. Help me in my unbelief. And he does. He comes. But the Lord showed me years ago a sledgehammer in the realm in the realm of the spirit. We see concrete and we're just taking the sledgehammer. We're just hitting it one after the other. What we don't see is that the molecular, the structure of the slab of concrete is being broken down. Yeah. Every time you hit it, something underneath is breaking down. The only thing you're going to see is that final hit. You're going to take a final blow. All of a sudden it cracks. That's what we call breakthrough in the spirit. That's what we call answered prayers. That's what mm -hmm. we call, oh, God came through. But what we don't see is that all the while, while the structure was breaking down on the inside, God was moving. God yeah. was putting things so in good. certain places that we couldn't see, we couldn't taste, we couldn't hear it. And in the midst of it, guess what the enemy's doing? He's coming in and whispering in your ear. Oh, you see, God's not coming through. You've been praying for how long now? Five years, 10 years, six months, two weeks. You've been praying this whole time. God's not going to do anything. But in reality, what God is doing is he's moving. In Dan the book of Daniel, it says that the angel came. And I don't, we don't understand why prayers don't get answered the way we think or should. Sometimes God comes and explains. And we're like, oh, God, that makes sense why you didn't do it then. Right. Thank if you, so you hadn't waited, if you hadn't waited 
then I wouldn't have been able, this door wouldn't have opened or this thing wouldn't have happened the way that it did, all that stuff. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes we see it, but you know what, Jeff, you know this, the longer we walk with the Lord, the more you're like, I, I, I don't get it, but I trust you. Yeah. I don't get it. Oh yeah. God has had me wake up in the middle of the night, like red alert, like pray for this person. I don't even know. It could be a celebrity. It could be uh, a, you know, whatever. Um, God's like, pray for this person immediately. And I'm like, get up. And it's like intense. And I'm like, pray for them. And then I don't see anything in the news that happens that shows anything to the contrary. They could be continuing to live a very carnal lifestyle in the limelight, you know? So in the physical, I can't see anything that's changed as a result of me praying, but it was like, I had this urgency, like all of heaven was like, Jeff, pray right now, you know, do it, you know? And, uh, and you just don't know, but it's like, God's not going to, God's not wasting going like, well, I mean, you prayed, but like, you know, God's like, whatever God is doing in the spirit, I have no idea. That's not my place to know. He didn't say, but he said, I need you to do this. And I did it. So, yeah, let's just, I just want to pray this right now for people. Father, we pray for a, just a bold trust in your people mm-hmm. here today, God. Father, whether they've been walking with you for a day, a minute, 50 years, I thank you that there's no time in the realm of the spirit. And I ask you right now, Lord, would you impart? Yeah trust, faith, to believe you to move these mountains, God. There are mountains of opposition standing in front of your people today, Lord. And we ask you, Lord, that you said that just the little mustard seed would move that mountain, Lord. So I thank you, Lord, that you didn't say that you would come down and speak to the mountain. You told us to speak to the mountain. And I ask you right now that you would give a boldness and a faith over every single one of your people, Lord, listening to the words of this prayer, that they would speak to that giant, Lord, that they would speak to that mountain standing in their way, be it finances, be it healing. Father, the enemy is attacking them on every side. They feel like their back is up against the wall, but I thank you that you are greater. Mm. I thank you that you are stronger. You are El Shaddai, the almighty God. We ask that their eyes would be open to see, that they would be open to see the Lord. I lift it up. And God, we ask today that you would put a resilience in people just like that widow, Mm -hmm. Lord, just like that widow that didn't stop day and night, that God, she was seeking justice. How much more you being a God of justice, Lord, would you move on our behalf today? Would you move on your people's behalf? Father, I pray that you would remove every feeling of unworthiness in your people. God, even just unanswered prayers that have affected them to the core, Lord, that they've lived from that place, that they never got over that moment that that prayer didn't get answered and it's hindered their their life of prayer, their journey in communion with you. We ask you to just break that now in the name of Jesus, a fresh start, Lord, a brand new slate, a brand new slate, Lord, that you are who you say you are, that you are a trustworthy father. And God, you will fulfill your word to your people. We ask you to do that today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Wow. Amen. So the Lord just, you just feel the cloud. I don't know if mm-hmm. y'all are feeling that in your homes right now, but the cloud of his presence just comes. And 
Some of you are even seeing things right now. The Lord is showing you things that may be hindering you in your relationship with him. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. You've, you've read all the books. You've done all the things. You've gone all the, to all the conferences, but there's like this, there's this something separating you from that sweet com- communion where you commune with the heart of Jesus, where your, your, your gaze is fixed with his. So we just, we just pray that today, Lord, would you remove every Mm -hmm. hindrance? Yeah. It's really important for me. It's, it's, uh, and I, I know you can attest to this too, Jeff. It's, it's important to see what the father is, is, is doing. It's important to hear his voice because he guides us through this. I'm Hmm. many testimonies of God showing like God showed me this one morning. And then I went and did that exact thing. And that was the thing that unlocked it unlocked breakthrough. I think of some, another thing that can hinder people also from just stepping into that place of prayer and accessory prayer is um, if you've grown up, in a, in a belief system that God doesn't answer prayers today or that he doesn't heal or that God doesn't speak, that can be really hard because, yeah. and I know you can say a lot about this too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it's something that, that keeps us from, it keeps us from fully going all in. You're like, God, do you really speak to me? Like, or is it just like a one-way conversation? I come to you with my list and then it's just the great, the great air of silence. And I just have to guess, Mm. but really God wants to speak to every one of our hearts. He wants to show us his will. He wants to show us his ways. He wants to speak to us about the world around us. Hmm. What about, cause I know some people are going to talk about, they're going to be wondering this. Someone's going to ask this. And I know that I've personally, uh, I still go through seasons like this where you can hear you could hear God speaking, but it's almost like, you know, when you're, um, you're sh- sh- shifting through radio stations and you're like, I thought it was, this was the radio station. Like you remember the actual like frequency and you go to it and you're like, oh, that's actually not quite, I can kind of hear it, but there's a lot of static and you're trying to find it. And like, y- there's like a sweet spot. And sometimes it does feel like that with God, where you can hear him saying something but you can't quite make it out. Um, what about that, Christina? Like, um, cause I have my own, um, my own thoughts on it, but, um, I want to hear your thoughts on it. What, yeah. what, 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 in those instances when, you know, when you're like, okay, I have my, my life is I, I've dealt with forget unforgiveness. I've dealt with sin. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Like the, this person is actually in right standing with the Lord. They're walking with the Lord, but they're in this season where they feel like, mm, like there's, they can hear, they can tell God speaking because they know what it sounds like. They know what it feels like, but they can't quite make out what he's saying. Yeah. I think that's a great well, question. Cause that's a, a big great one. question. Yeah. And this is what I say to that. I, I, you know, I like, I like to speak from my own struggle and I like to speak from my experience, Jeff, mm-hmm. because it's where the Lord is. He's come down and he's, 
he's gotten in the muck and the mire with me and he's taught me. Um, and there weren't really, there weren't really answers except me walking through seasons where I'm like, just like you said, God, we're doing all the right things. We're reading, we're praying, but still I can't really decipher. There's still that static when you're trying to fine tune a radio and you're just like, let me just fine tune to what you're saying. For me, it has been the seasons of waiting on the Lord because the scriptures tell us in Isaiah that those that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength and mount up on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Mm -hmm. Eventually, and this may be for, actually I feel this is for somebody that may be in that season right now. You've done everything that you can do. And eventually there is going to be a fine tuning where the frequency is just going to become crystal clear for you. But it requires what we, what most of us don't like. I don't know if you guys are like me, but I'm not a great waiter. Okay. I know <laughs> friends that are really good at waiting on the Lord. Like actually we know somebody, particularly a pastor in uh, California, just an amazing man. He, he was just so good on waiting on God. Like that was his thing. He knew how to wait on the Lord. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and uh, that has been a huge, woo, wow. The Lord has really had to, had to work with me on uh, waiting on him. Cause I'm, I'm a very type a let's get this done. Come on, Lord, you know, give me the sickle, give me the shovel. Let's get to work. Um, but, and some of you may out there may be that, that way. So when you don't hear that answer and you're not hearing that frequency, like God, I need to, I need to know exactly the direction I need to hear you speak the answer for that. And I, I, I know it may sound kind of like really simple, but for me has been, I will wait on the Lord. And in that time, he's going to give me strength until he, until he makes this crystal clear for me. Because when you've done all that you can do to stand, and when you've done all that you can do, when you've read and you've cried and you've wept and you've fasted and you've called all the mentors and the counselors and the pastors, and you've done all that you know how to do, the only thing that we have left to do is wait on him. Yeah. And I believe it's one of the biggest things that we are, that we, that is a part of intercession. It's a part of our prayer, of our journey in mm -hmm. prayer. Our communion with the Lord is waiting on the Lord. Yeah. There's a man, uh, love him. Oh my goodness. He's a blessing to the body of Christ. His name is Michael Van Vlyman. And he wrote a book on waiting on God. And I think that more than anybody that I have ever seen just really walk this out practically. Uh, he teaches, he, he used to spend like all evening from 12, 12 in the morning to six in the morning every night. And then he'd go to bed, he'd go to work at eight. And he said that he would sit in his prayer chair and he would wait. So he teaches a lot on seeing in the spirit wow. and waiting on the Lord. But a big part of it is waiting on the Lord. Man. Because sometimes you're not going to come in. You're like, oh, there's no frequency. I can't hear you, Lord. But sometimes it's waiting on him and just waiting for God to show up. And there were nights he'd go six hours and it was just, he'd worship, he'd worship, Lord, I love you. And then that was it. But then there were these moments that he talks about that he lived for. And it was like worth all of the wait. Wow. And he would hear the voice of the Lord. And it was like that moment of hearing his voice was everything that he needed. 
was everything. All of the waiting was worth just the, that, that second in eternity, that second in time, just hearing his voice. So I just really felt that there's a, just because you're not hearing from the Lord, and that may be for somebody right now, just because you're not hearing him clearly. The Bible says that there's no more condemnation for those who are in Christ. And I just, Father, we just pray right now. You would mm -hmm. even just remove the stigma of, of those that maybe have felt, God, I haven't heard from you. I've done all the right things. I've gone to all the places. I've read my Bible for six hours a day. Father, I just thank you that you're taking your hand right now and you're just, see just the nozzle on that little knob on the radio, just turning, Lord. May they hear your voice clearly. And I pray that you would remove any shame or condemnation associated with that, Lord. And Father, we just thank you that your desire is for your children to hear your voice. You said, Jesus, that the voice of a stranger, that we, Lord, your sheep hear your voice, but that of a stranger we would not follow. You desire for us to hear your voice. You desire for your people to hear your words. You desire to commune and have a, a, a two-way dialogue with your people, God. So I just pray that today in Jesus' name, Lord. Mm -hmm. May they run. May they run into your arms tonight, Lord, just to hear your voice and feel your embrace. And we thank you for it in Jesus' mm -hmm. name. Amen. Yeah. I want to hear your thoughts on that, Jeff. So uh, one of the words that I would say is pers be persistent. Um, I, there's never been a time in my life where I have felt that where I knew God was speaking, but I couldn't quite hear what he was saying. There's never been a time where he hasn't revealed what he was saying. And mm -hmm. I haven't. Here's the important part. I there's never been a time that I haven't grown and developed in different ways to better wow. hear him. See, that's it. And that's the misconception is, is what I used to think was I'm doing something wrong. And then you start like confessing for things that, like you didn't even do, you know, you're like, I did, I'm sorry for this. And I'm sorry for that. Um, uh, but some, some practical things that I will do is if I'm listening to music, I'll take the, take the earbuds out or I'll pause the music or whatever else I'm doing. That's, that's good. You know, cause I connect with God in a lot of different ways. I will yes. immediately stop what I'm doing and I'll be still, or I'll go get the word yeah. and I'll like open up my journal and I'll just like expect the Lord to speak to me. Uh, that's an act of faith. I've said it before yes. you grab a pen and paper. Uh, that's an act of faith in, in, in yeah. you going, God, I, I want to hear what you're saying to me. Um, but also think, thinking of it in different terms of like, if God, you're used to God speaking to you in a specific way, and suddenly you can't hear him in that way. It's usually because there's an upgrade coming. There's a level up. You're about to level up oh. in a new way. And it's like, if you can think of it, like, you know, the, the analogy of like, uh, a parent trying to get their their baby to walk and their their hands are just out of reach of the baby. And so the baby's taking these steps to like, you know, get to their parents' hands, wow. but they're actually walking in the process. And so it's a bit like that too, where I, sometimes it'll feel like I'm used to God being just, you know, like he's guiding me, but then I, I know he's like, I know he's just around the corner. He hasn't departed from me. And like, so whenever I'm in wow. those seasons of like, 
oh man, God, I just, I, I, I know you're saying something, but I'm just not sure entirely what it is. I know that he's not far away. I know that he's still near and, and that I am the one that's growing to better hear him. And a lot of times it can be because you're about ready to move into a, a, a season where there's a lot of noise and you need to be able to hear God and know that it's him. And that's it. Like, I mean, I've definitely been in those seasons too, where like, so a lot of that can be upgraded. It's to build you. It's to make you stronger. It's to, to better be able to, to, to hear his voice and hear it quickly and know, especially when there's a lot of noise. Um, and so hopefully that encourages some people that yes. you're not doing anything yes. wrong. If you're in that place, especially if you've taken stock of your life and you know, okay, we're good. I'm, I'm, I'm in right standing with the Lord, but I can't hear him right now. Persist, wow. persist, persist. There will be breakthrough. You yes. will hear yes. him. You absolutely yes. will. He's not messing with you for this. That's he's right. not, he's not cruel. He's, he wants us to get stronger. He wants us to develop. And that's part of the reason why he does that. As I have found in my life, that's part of the reason why he does yeah. that. Wow. Yeah. And there's something that's developed within the in, on the inside of you when you wait. And the scriptures tell us that it's strength. It's those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. God is, the, he's solidifying things on the inside of you. And I love how you talked about that. You know, you don't know if you're going into another season where there's going to be a lot of noise. In other words, God will prepare you in this season for what's to come. Mm -hmm. So you can look at, you know, we can all take an inventory right now of where we're at in the season, the things that we're being challenged with. And as opposed to looking at it as, well, God, why haven't you come through? There's another perspective the Lord invites us into of, well, how about if the Lord is actually solidifying this thing on the inside of you where you become so strong in this area that you can withstand the things to come? Yeah. Because he doesn't want you to fail. And we do believe Romans 8 and 28, that he makes all things work together for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. Everything that God does for us is good. Mm. Everything that he plans, he takes what the enemy meant against us and he turns it for good. Yeah. And for me, uh, the, the pleasure, the satisfaction that I have received that as believers, the Lord allows us to partake of when we partner with him in prayer for other people, Jeff, is I believe one of the greatest honors, privileges, gifts that, that the Father has given us on this side of heaven, being able to witness him and witnessing his presence move in people's lives. And then he uses us, which he doesn't need us, but he chooses to use us. Mm -hmm. To me is one of the greatest. It's like, God, really? You, you want to use us to bring your miracles to pass? You want to use us and these hands to, to lay hands on the sick and, and get to watch them recover? And he does. He does. His great love for us, but he wants to bring more into the fold. There's more that he wants to bring into the fold. I feel like we can, there's a lot to unpack in that. But I think one of the prayers, um, when I first gave my life to the Lord, this was the prayer I prayed every morning. And I, and this is just, it's just every, every morning. And some of you can do this is this Lord, send me somebody that I can minister to hmm. every morning. 
And can I tell you that because that is the will of the Lord, that is his will is for us to, to serve him and to serve others. God will send you a person every single day. I want to challenge some of y'all. God, would you send me somebody that I can minister to and pray for today? Hmm. Number one, it's going to get you outside of the immediate. Cause there's a lot of like my needs, my, my, yeah. my, my, there's all this. Yeah, that's easy. On. My problems. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a tough season. Yeah. This is rough. The mm-hmm. moment you step outside of that, guys, like the yeah. moment that you step outside of this, like, cause everybody's got issues. Okay. We've all got problems and we've all got things going on. But when you get outside of that bubble and you begin to intercede for that person that re- needs a touch from the Lord, all of a sudden something's going to begin to shift in your heart. Yeah. And when we take care of the things of the Lord, God will take care of the things that we're facing. I have seen this in my life, Jeff. I know you have too. Mm. We preoccupy. And I'm not talking about, there's like this whole other extreme side of like creating this golden calf out of ministry where like minister to people, minister to people, minister to people. No, first, our first, our first assignment, which I don't even like using that word, but our first calling, our first ministry is to minister to the Lord. Mm. As we minister to the Lord, we will minister to others. There will be an outpouring. There's so much love that is injecting, injected on the inside of your spirit that you will then take that and want to give that away. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to invest that time, the energy, and, and because his heart burden for the lost and burden for people that need him is so great. There's just mm-hmm. an overflow of your own spirit. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, we have a little bit, I, we're almost out of time, but I did want to talk because there's another, another, because we talked about hearing God, yeah. like, being able to tell he's speaking, but you can't quite make out what he's saying, but there are actual legitimate hinders, hindrances to prayer, yes. hindrances to answered prayer. So, and you had some great notes in here. I wanted to hit on those really quick. Yeah. I know people are yeah. going to be really interested to hear. Yeah. Well, you know what? There's, uh, Let's just start with offense and disunity because every person here that has ever gotten into a fight with someone or had a disagreement, which is everybody, by the way. Okay. Yes. There's something about that. Okay. And we don't even have to talk about it, but I am going to read the scripture. There's something supernatural that takes place that when we don't go and handle that, there is almost, you just kind of feel this, like, it's kind of like something's clogging the pipelines. Okay. So Matthew 5, 23, 24 says, therefore, if you're offering your gift at the altar and there, remember, I want you to hear this part because this is, this is, this is important that your brother, or your sister is something against you. Okay. He didn't say if you have something against someone, he said, if, if you know, somebody's got some beef with you, Leave your gift in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them. Hmm. Then come and offer your gift. How many times you get before the Lord in prayer, and and this has happened to me, and the Lord's like, hey, by the way, you know, so-and-so, they got their feelings hurt. You have no idea, but then the Lord will show it to you. He always does. There is... Something about reconcile. God wants us to be reconciled to our brothers and sisters around us before we come in and we bring our our sacrifice, our gift before the altar. 
And it's not the other person's responsibility. It is our responsibility. And let me tell you that this is a huge, this is one of the, one of the biggest ones. I feel there's, you know, there's many things, but it is a huge hindrance to prayer. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now, back to the show. Some of you may be thinking about that right now. You're like, well, I have nothing against them, but they have something against me. And you know what, Jeff? I've been in this situation. There's a story I can share with you. Um, Many, many years ago, my husband was looking for a job. We were living in California. and the job was like not coming through. We were like, God, the job, it was like this, we couldn't understand. Like this had never happened. It was like, God, what is happening right now? But I could feel spiritually, for those of you that are feelers, like you just kind of feel something's wrong, something's, something's not right. And the Lord gives me a dream one evening about the person that had had offense against, against my husband, okay? Ryan had no idea. And... um I, I called Ryan right away. I was like, hey, there's this situation. I won't go into the details of the dream, but basically it was Ryan immediately picks up the phone and says, hey, that one time like this happened, like I just wanted to say I'm sorry. It was just a freak. And it was like there was a reconciliation. And that I remember we were living in Ripon, California. The very next day he gets a call from a church who was looking for a lighting designer and get this, they said his resume had been sitting on the boss's desk for three months and he could, didn't understand how he missed it. Wow. <laughs> offense. Even if you have nothing, cause some of you are like, I have no offense against them. It does not matter. The scriptures here are really clear about this. If somebody has something against you, go quickly, go so quickly, pick up that phone, send that email, send that text message. And you know what? The greatest thing is putting your right to be right below your relationship with other people. It needs to be right here under the right to be right, just out the door. Hmm. It moves the heart of God because the Lord wants us to be at peace with as much as within us. You know, the scriptures talk about that as much as it is within you, be at peace with all men. Um, you sometimes people say, you know what? I don't want to talk to you. Don't ever talk to me again, whatever the case may be. That might happen. And, and, it, and it has happened. We've seen that happen time and time again. It's like, no, nope. but you've done your part. So some of you may be thinking about that right now. Like this person has this against me. I didn't even do anything to them. But guess what? The Lord's given us a responsibility as believers that we are to go and reconcile with them, make things right. And, and, and let the Lord do all the, he does, he does all the work after that. Mm-hmm. So that's a big one. We had to walk that through that season, Jeff where that, that scripture became so real to me. It was like, I immediately was like, well, here we are praying for a job. Then the Lord gives me a dream and Ryan's like, oh my gosh, like Ryan has, he literally picked up the phone. As soon as he got picked up the phone and called, uh, called this uh, gentleman. And it was like nothing. It was like amazing. Everything went well. And that's what we would hope would happen. But sometimes it doesn't go that way. No, it doesn't. Willing. That's okay. But do your part. <laughs> See, do that's the important thing is not expecting a certain outcome Bingo. from the other party. Uh, yes. If God convicts your heart about something, do what you have to do and let God deal with the rest. Sometimes people just aren't in a place like they can get caught off guard by hearing, I'm sorry. And that was like, maybe this for them was like 
the like maybe for this guy that thing that happened between ryan and him was like a big moment in his life where it's like it really kind of you know holding on to bitterness or her and it took him a long time to get over like i can even think of a couple instances in my life that i would be caught off guard even though i've healed from them if someone you know 15 years later all of a sudden called me and is like hey jeff i want to apologize for this thing i'd be like first off it'd be like dude we're good but i'd yeah, also yeah. be really surprised you know so it's a very powerful thing i remember yeah. when i first came to the lord i like wrote a list of all the people that i had hurt and let me tell you there were many mm. my 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 life before i came to the lord was just like i just wrecked so many people just hurt so many people and i remember writing down all the names and picking up the phone and just like hey i just want to tell you i'm sorry a lot of them were like hey no problem we know you were on drugs whatever like you know i was just i was i was just out there you know hey i'm sorry i stole this from you you know it's just like hey you know we forgive you just mm -hmm. but going through all these things there was power that was released in these in these moments I could feel it. I know the other person on the line could feel it as well, but God was bringing like there's reconciliation means a lot to God. You cannot, we cannot walk around and just hurt people. Even if it's unknowingly, God will reveal it to us and just be okay and be like, well, God, I need this. And the Lord's like, actually, I need you to, I need you to reconcile with this person. I need you to actually, that wasn't okay. How you talk to them. Sometimes the Lord will be like you, the way you talk to them was not okay. And they didn't take offense, but the Lord's like, hey, you go make that right. Mm -hmm. So there's there's two sides to this, Jeff. It's very, very important to the heart of God. The other thing is sin. You know, we maybe we can get into this next week, but there's a couple things. But there's lots, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot to cover, and we will we'll cover yeah. it next week. I also want to next week I want to talk about our authority in prayer mm -hmm. that comes from a revelation of of what, what the G, that Jesus has given us the keys to the kingdom. And when we have that revelation, we just, it, when you begin to pray, you pray for others, you're praying for things in your own life and you're just shifted into a different realm because you know that you're not praying on your own account, but you're, you're praying, uh, because, and you're the things that God will do are not because of our worthiness, but because of, of his righteousness by faith. Mm -hmm. Uh, so so come in, so Psalm 66 and 18, it says, come in here, all you who fear God. Let me tell you what he has done for me. I cried out to him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. Hmm. In other words, habitual sin. Okay. Yeah. But God has surely listened. He has heard my prayer. Praise be to God who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love from me before before a few of these verses, he's talking about bringing offerings and, and the Lord, you know, the Lord accepts these offerings when our heart is, is postured before him. Um, the scriptures tell us that, you know, who can ascend to the hill of the Lord, but those with clean hands and a pure heart. And so this is not about perfection because every day, you know, we're every day is the daily cleansing. Lord, forgive me for this. But I'm talking about habitual sin. If there is habitual sin in your life and you're wondering why God has not answered your prayers, if, if there's an addiction to uh, let's just, you know, this is such a problem in, in the body of Christ. And you know this too, Jeff, I and mean, this is something we've talked about before. Uh, if you've got an issue, 
with porn or you've got mm -hmm. an issue with looking at things online that you know you should mm -hmm. not and the lord has been tugging at your heart you've been yeah. praying for the salvation of your daughter your son your friend and you're wondering why god is answering i'm telling you right now habitual sin will put a a clog in the plumb line oh yeah that Unless, you know, God has to come with the spiritual Drano and pour that thing in <laughs> to be able to release. And, mm -hmm. and it's in one moment because first John one and nine says that if we confess our sins, that he is faithful and just number one to forgive us. And then he says to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. So God wants to remove that thing right here. And then this is not a long drawn out pro process, but repentance is you're walking in one way. You're going to turn the other direction. If that's you right now, even just listening to this, maybe it's not porn. Mm. Maybe it's, maybe it's something else. Maybe it's, it's food. Maybe it's, uh, you know, for everybody, it's something different. Maybe God has been asking you to put the bottle down. Mm. Maybe God has been asking you to step away from a lifestyle that you know has hindered connection with him. Could we just pray in agreement with you? We're going to mm. just pray and, and just, just, that the Lord would just put prophetic intercession on display yeah. this afternoon and show you that mm -hmm. as we take your hand, wherever you are in the world, we're going to take your hand and we're going to connect you to the, we're going to take the hand of the heart of the father and his heart towards you is great. His heart towards you is, is a furious love that wants to deliver you and set you free from all addiction and shame and, Everything else that habitual sin is, is potentially brought into your life. And maybe your question is, God, where have you been? And, and the, really the question from the heart of God to you is, would you give me that thing? Mm -hmm. Would you give me that thing that is giving you a temporary fix and a temporary, um, maybe just kind of like an anesthetic in your heart because of all the pain you've gone through. And that thing just soothes the pain for a few minutes. But I, I just want to tell you friends that, that, that the father wants to give you of his love that will remove the pain permanently. Mm. That you don't need the cigarettes. You don't need the bottle. You don't need that stuff online. You don't need any of that stuff. Which you, what you and I need most is his presence. And that the healing balm of his presence would come to wrap you right now. I, I'm just going to, mm. Jeff and I are going to pray in agreement. Yes. And all of you right now, maybe you don't have habitual sin. Would you pray with us right now? Would you pray for brothers and sisters all around the world that are listening and are dealing with something that they need to let go of? We, we want to hear those chains breaking in the realm of the spirit together. Mm. So father, right now, great God, we thank you that you're a chain breaking God. Lord, I thank you that there isn't an addiction right now in this place that you are and have not overcome, but by the power of your blood right now. We ask, Lord, for the heart of this person, the one that you love, to be connected back to your heart, Father. I ask right now that you would remove the hand of the enemy. Lord, we bind the works of darkness against your people. In the name of Jesus, we pray that you would break the power, Lord, of an addiction to porn, an addiction to cigarettes and drugs and alcohol and food. And Father, even if there's an addiction to in a relationship, you've asked them to step out of God. Father, we ask for your grace right now. Lord, I pray for your power to surge through this, through this screen, through these phones. God, wherever they're listening right now, I thank you for your anointing and your power being released yes. in and through their lives. 
breaking the power of the enemy now in the name of Jesus. We declare freedom. You came to set the captives free. Lord, I thank you. All those years ago, Lord, I sat in that bathroom stall and I ask you, Lord, deliver me from these drugs. Deliver me from this life. And God, it's like you just took the great scissor of heaven and you just snapped them, Lord. And I ask you to do that right now for our brothers and sisters that are listening right now. Would you take the scissors, Lord, in your hand that can only just break the chains, Lord? God, I ask that today would be a brand new day, that every hindrance to their prayers would be no more. And that, Lord, you would just take that spiritual draino that is your presence and that you would just flood the atmosphere of their homes, of their cars. God, wherever it is that they're sitting and listening right now, I ask for the dunamis power of the Holy Ghost to come upon them mightily, Lord. God, that they would walk in your God-given destiny for their lives. No hindrances, obstacles. Father, anything and everything the enemy has set up to distract them, we ask you to break it tonight in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for the power of your love, the power of your love that knows no end, knows no bounds. And God, you come through walls. God, you come into the dungeons. <laughs> You come in and you break the the doors of the cells, Lord, and you pull us out with a freedom that prophesies, Lord, that prophesies of your goodness and your greatness, unlike anything in this world that can offer us, Lord. So I ask you to wrap your arms around your people right now. And we plead the blood of Jesus over them right now. We declare Mm. the works of darkness be rendered harmless against them in Jesus' mighty name. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Amen. come on now thank you lord yeah yeah that's really good yeah he's pretty he's awesome Mm -hmm. wow okay um christina Tell people about your book. Like, to, what is your book about, and how can people can how can people get it? Yeah, so uh, I wrote Hope in sixty seconds uh, a couple of years ago. It's a Hope in sixty seconds encountering the God of the impossible. When I started putting prayers online, people were asking me like, "Hey, what's the what's the story behind these prayers and testimonies?" And I knew it was I, I just wanted to be able to put something in people's hands longer than sixty seconds. That TikTok would allow at the time, and uh, and I wanted the stories of my most painful, darkest hours in my life to prophesy hope, as people turn the pages of of his story. Uh, I I took 10, 10 stories in my life since I was a little girl where. I didn't know he was God. And then on the other side of knowing he was where he just took just impossible situations and, and he came through and he made the sun stand still. And he showed me that he was there for me the entire time, you know, going to jail, um, overdosing, almost overdosing several times, just going through a brain tumor and, um, facing a court case that, you know, should have been all odds should have been against me because they were. And then the Lord overturning that, overturning. The Lord was just revealing to me different facets of his character, like the Lord seek canoe, the Lord, the Lord, our justice, you know, in that court, in that courtroom and delivering me from the drugs and like in an instant. 
and being homeless, living on the beach in a tent with my dad. And um, I was the first time of many times I was homeless, but uh, just going into those stories and just offering that, okay, if God did it for me, he'll do it for you. He'll do it for anyone. There's no favorites here because he, what he does for one, he does for all. So that's, uh, that's hope in 60 seconds. Mm, awesome. Countering the God of the impossible. So everybody, you can pick it up. Uh, there's a link in the description. Easy. We made it easy for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then obviously people can follow you on Instagram and TikTok. Yes. You're doing a lot. Facebook. A lot, a lot of awesome. And Facebook. Yeah. So links are in the description. But Christina, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I'm constantly in awe of the work that God has done in your life because you tell me these stories about how you were like, you know, either on the show or privately. Uh, you know, we're friends. So we talk uh, outside of the the show and I'm always like, I, oh yeah. I like, I, I completely forget that that's, that's, you know, that was the old you, that was who, you, that's where you came from. And I'm like, wow, like God, and I'm always like, God, like you're amazing. Like look at what so you've done amazing. in Christina's life. It's amazing. So he is so amazing. And yeah. he, you know, he takes us out of the furnace with no burnt smell. Mm -hmm. And that's, he, he puts his glory on display through that, through our testimonies mm -hmm. where people are like, really, were you really? I'm like, yeah, I know I was yes, telling you really. and Lauren last week, <laughs> Lauren was probably like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy stuff. But oh, we've you know, heard I know so much, you guys though. have seen a lot. We've heard so much. I'm kind of I at know. the point where like people, people, um, you have confessed some pretty wild things to me and I'm always just like, <laughs> okay, all right. Well, we know what the Bible says. Okay. Yes. You know, like, um, and that's why they do that because yeah. uh, you and Lauren, it's just really a beautiful thing. You guys have people feel very safe with you both. And there's no, there really is no judgment with you both. Yeah. Like you, you two embody like, you know, I, I imagine that the woman at the well felt that way with Jesus. There was a, it was a no judgment, you know, people's there like, oh, no judgment zone. Like Jesus is the no judgment mm -hmm. zone. He is the, like his presence and, mm -hmm. and you and Lauren embody that facet of his heart so well. So I, I can imagine people are like, let me just share my deepest, darkest yeah, secrets because yeah, they feel safe, have, you know, yeah, no judgment people, here. <laughs> people have unloaded. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, so and good. we're like, here's some tea and cookies and, or yes, and cookies and, you know, like, let's hang out. Um, want to see my so lightsaber? Good. Look at my lightsaber, you know, like, <laughs> and then, anyways, you know, um, yeah, so yeah, so good, um, man. well, Christina, thank you so much. This was great, part two, three. Um, if you haven't checked out part one, check that out as well. So, uh, Christina, thank you so much. We'll Thanks do this again me, next week, it's gonna be awesome. So, also, slash donate is how you donate. So you get on the double whammy. I call it the double whammy. You get to support Elijah Fire, but you also get to support the water well efforts overseas. It's a slamming deal, you guys. So, um, guys, we love you. We will see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. 
Elijah Fires presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.